Hello and welcome to another episode of Mana Sidekicks. My name is Liv. This is M. We are your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, spiritual, paranormal, and in between, because as psychic mediums, we say so. Why not? Today, we are doing listener stories, which is super fun. If you've been listening to the show for a while, congratulations. Your story might be featured. If not, and you're new, you can go to the show notes after listening to this and click on the link to submit your spooky stories for a chance to be featured in a new episode where Em and I read your spooky stories and let you know if we think it's paranormal or not. It's a fun time. So without further ado, we're going to start with Cast M, who's a patron. If you're interested in joining Patreon, go to the show notes and figure that out if you'd like. It's really fun. You get access to our Discord server, exclusive services, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff like Patreon listener story priority, which Cass is reaping the benefits of. So thank you, Cass, for submitting your story. The title is Egg Cleansing Bad for My Tummy? And I was like, okay. First of all, Em's done some uh, egg readings And this said egg cleansing. And the only thing I could think about was like, you also did those readings. I know. And it's weird. We did a whole Patreon live about it. And it was absolutely crazy because you'd think as a divination tool, an egg yolk in a cup wouldn't be practical or functional, but it is, I guess. The only thing I could think about with the title though was like, did you do an egg reading and then you like drank it? Like, why is it bad for your tummy? (laughs) I had a lot of questions. (laughs) So I just read it anyways. So Cass says, hello, I got an egg cleansing three years ago by this woman who was a healer and professional esoteric businesswoman. My mom made me do this cleansing after my grandmother had tragically died, hoping that she could proactively avoid anything bad happening to me or to get rid of any potential curses. My family's Mexican, so getting an egg cleanse is something our culture does, but is sometimes at odds with our Catholic upbringing. So it was a surprise coming from her. I went into the egg cleansing, asking the healer for a general cleansing and seeing if she could clear any negativity in my life. She made me step on some plants and herbs, sprayed my body with different oils and water and started to rub a chicken egg over my body. She was also reciting a rosary prayer during this. When the woman started at my head and went down my body, as she reached my stomach, she stopped her prayer and was unable to speak. She said she felt confusion and forgot her prayer. This apparently had never happened to her. She gave me an interesting look as if I had something to do with this. I was confused and I told her I didn't know what was happening. She continued with her prayers and the egg and once she was done, she cracked the egg into a clear vase full of water. She read the egg in the vase, pointing to me different patterns and told me I had some jealousy from others. She told me to keep my accomplishments or wishes to myself so no one could give me an evil eye and give me bad juju that would leave me being less successful. My question is, did this egg cleansing work and why did she stop at my stomach? Do I have something in that part of my body that was energetically off? Is a chakra blocked? What do you think? Yes. Yes to what? <laughs> you have some weird block in your chakra. Mm. Um, I don't know what the belly button chakra is. The one where Aang like burps And says it tastes like, what, onion banana or something? Onion banana juice. (laughs) Yeah, that one. The Manipura Chakra. And it's uh, your sense of self-personal power and transformation. So that would make sense that she stopped at her stomach. Because if she says that she believes the esoteric businesswoman 
believes that you have some sort of block with people being jealous of you. That's your sense of accomplishment and stuff. So maybe that was why it was blocked. I don't know why other people would do that to you, though. Like, it makes it sound like she believed that someone was doing that to you. No, I don't think she believed that that was happening. But that might be the reason why she felt inferior is because of other people's deception. Say that again. Well, what did you say the chakra was? Your Manapura chakra, which is your sense of... Like self determination, yeah. confidence. Other people aren't causing it to be blocked in a like hex malicious way. They're just giving you deception of you're not good enough, you suck. And they're taking it to heart and internalizing those things. That's why their chakra is off. Yes, got it. That's what I wanted to say too. Because <laughs> like, so, Cass asked, Am I cursed or something? No, 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 no. You don't have like a curse or anything. Well, that's why the lady was like, don't share your aspirations with those people because those people don't have good intentions for you. Yes. So they'll take away your confidence of achieving those things or try to like ruin it for you. So that's why she was like, you got a tummy. (laughs) Bad for my tummy. I think that's so funny. So I'm sure you uh, are past it. And if not, now you know. Thanks, Cass. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Story number two is from Sophie. And I love this story. It makes me very happy. And uh, it's titled A Life's Purpose. So Sophie says, hello. I found your podcast through Let's Get Haunted. Thanks, Nat and Allie. Longtime fan of them, soon to be a longtime fan of you guys too. And I really love your podcast. I wanted to send you an email in because I've had some weird things happen in my life and I feel like I have a sense for something more than what is physically around me. I'm definitely not a medium. I can't communicate or see anything, but I get feelings. Anyways, that's not important. My dad died when I was young and I grew up in a difficult home an undiagnosed autistic mother, and had a few times as a kid where I was ready to not be alive anymore to escape from the pain around me. And what started happening was that when I was really, really struggling, a specific song would play somewhere I was at that time. In my car, in a random shop, a busker on the street, and that song was and is linked with my father. He chose to not live anymore, and because of this, I always felt so alone. And at those moments, I felt like it was somehow him doing his best to reach me and keep me from hurting myself. It got me through some horrible times, whether or not it's all just coincidence or not. As an adult, I have PTSD and ADHD and a nice little chunk of depression, and I have spent a long time trying to escape and understand the past and my purpose. I found that I've had a knack for making people feel comfortable enough to confide in me like strangers, who I don't necessarily actually want to talk to. I don't know if it's because I give off an open, unjudgmental vibe, but it happens to me so often. On a few of these occasions, I've ended up with the strangers crying and giving me a hug and telling me that they'd been considering not living anymore and that hearing my story has helped them, which is nice. 
My ADHD really badly affects my memory, so here are some stories that come to mind. Once, a homeless man at a train station was talking to me and crying on my shoulder. He ended up giving me his phone number so I could send him goodnight texts so that he would feel less alone. He never replied, didn't have credit, but he specifically asked for this. I stopped after like a week because everyone around me thought I was mad. A woman clearing out her late mom's house started talking to me when I was cycling past and she kept calling me her angel when she realized that she had the same name as my mom and I had the same name as her mother or something similar to that. She thought I was a message sent from her mom and I've had more things like this happen too. Maybe I just look like a pushover. I don't know, but I like to think that part of my reason for being alive is the joy that I'm able to bring to other lives around me. On my worst days, that's all I have and that's what I hold on to. I also have a familiar affinity with animals. My mother and my grandmother had it too. Animals seem to be more in tune with me than a lot of humans. Or maybe I'm more in tune with them. My grandmother died of COVID, but was alone in her house for a year prior to catching it, and she was visited every day by a fox who was her only real company during this time. Again, all this might just be common and coincidental, but I like to believe in something more. I also had a psychic medium find me one day whilst I was working and she gave me her card and I'm kind of tempted to go see her. It feels like she found me for some reason. I feel weird writing all of this and I know that any skeptic would find plausible reasons to deny everything I feel and have experienced, but it helps to trust myself with it. Anyways, this was long. I have no idea if you'll actually end up reading it, but if you do, I'd love to know your thoughts. With love, Soph. And I know that's more of like an open-ended one, but I was just so moved by reading what Sophie had sent us that I wanted to share. Well, I think everyone's a medium, so I feel like people picked up that you are this a sort of caring person because most people wouldn't do the things that you did. So people know as much as you know how they are feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that the song that would play when you were feeling bad that you associate with your dad was your dad is your dad and the things that you were doing and the interactions you were having with people were supposed to happen because that is who you are and so many people ask me about life purpose and they think it's just like one singular thing and I know I've gone on rants about this before but that if this is the first time you've been listening to us or the first time you're hearing us my biggest like pet peeve about people in the spiritualist community is having other people tell you that your life's purpose is singular because it's not with all these interactions that Sophie has had with different people that is her life's purpose that's not her one life's purpose it is a part of her life's purpose which is much greater than we could ever actually understand or fathom so I just thought it was really beautiful and I wanted to share so thank you Sophie I hope your story can help others like it helped me the day that I read it All right, story number three is from, I think it's K or KY. I'm not sure. (laughs) And it is titled Lady in Black. As a kid, we moved around frequently. My family ended up settling in a house and we lived there when I was nine to 15 years old. I didn't know what it was about this house, but I always got an uneasy feeling in it, especially in the den and basement. But I chalked it up to the cliche of being scared of basements. Dude, same absolutely terrified of basements do not want one i would rather have eight attics than one basement i don't know it's not much different i would rather be up higher than down lower why because you can see everything 
Well, you can't get out if you like are stuck in the attic. I would jump out of an attic before I would crawl my way out of underneath a crumpled basement. What if the only hole out of the attic was blocked by something scary? I would eat it. <laughs> Why are we scared of basements? Basements are just so scary to me. I don't know. I just Why don't hate you them. eat it? Because you can't eat dirt. I mean, you could. But then you have a really... Well, what do you think is in the attic that you can eat? I don't know. You said there was a scary monster. <laughs> it's a scary thing. I don't know. I would just... I would just... I don't know. I'd rather have more attics than basements. You put a basement in a horror movie, not watching it. You put an attic in a horror movie, I might watch it. So you're saying if I lived in a basement, you would never come see me? I would pass you notes lovingly through, like, the windows and, like, talk to you from there. What if I didn't have any windows? Well, then I wouldn't be able to sing to the windows to the wall, so I wouldn't be coming over. (laughs) I would send you notes. I would put something down the basement. I would have someone else do it for me. What if we had an apocalypse and you had to live in the ground? I would have to call myself Mole Man. Um, So you would live in a cavern. But I would entirely create a persona in which would help me to deal with the fact that I was living in a scary basement. I'm surprised you wouldn't just say that. You would tough it out on the ground. Outside of the basement? Yeah. I mean, is that an option? You didn't, you didn't make it sound like it was an option. If that's an option, then I'm 100% doing that. You didn't ask what the apocalypse was. I don't care what the apocalypse is. What is it? I don't know. Oh, well, don't make it sound like I can ask what it is. Like, I have options. <laughs> well, you never asked. I just assumed they weren't given. You just assumed that you couldn't live in it, so. Yeah. I, I would rather live in the trees than live in, in, the, in a basement. I would somehow build a treehouse. I would rather live under a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Upside down. A cave is stretching it. I feel like I would not like a cave either. I don't like the ability to be like herded into a, a place where you can't get out. You mean like a house? Houses have windows. You can get out of windows. You mean like an attic? You can get out of an attic though. Why? Because you can just leave the attic. You, you can, can jump just out. leave the basement. But, but it's going, okay, going down is less scary than going up, I guess, to get out of something. I don't know. It just, I to, again, cliche, irrational fear of basements. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Kay says, I didn't know what it was about this house, but I always got an uneasy feeling in it, especially in the den and basement. But I chalked it up to the cliche of being scared of basements. To explain the layout, the main floor had a set of stairs that went down to the den, which had sliding door access to the outside. There was another set of stairs that went down to the basement from the den, which had a built-in bar and plaid carpet, which YOLO to the plaid carpet. I'm all about it. Was there like old ducks flying on the wall? Like those little like mounted duck things? Did you have one of those fish that when you press the button, it talks to you and sings? I feel like that's the only thing that goes with plaid carpet. So KY says, I got my dog at 12 years old and she would stand at the top of the stairs on the main floor and stare down at the den. Occasionally she would bark and or growl when staring down those stairs. One evening I was home alone, feeling normally uneasy when something hit the snare drum that was in the basement. I moved my ass so fast out of that house. Uh, Later, my brother's friend and dad came over to investigate. Upon us going down to the basement, there was nothing on or around the drum set that could have caused the beat of the snare drum. So what could it have been? I would also like to add that I had reoccurring dreams in this house, specifically the one dream I 
had, I would walk around the yard of a white Victorian looking house. Upon looking in the tower of the dream house, which was surrounded by windows, I would see a scary looking lady dressed all in black. So I guess what they want to ask is, was their weird house actually haunted? Who hit the snare drum if it was? And why did they have a weird dream of a lady in black in a Victorian house? I don't know. What do you think? I feel like you might have had a little poltergeisty thing in your basement. Oh, you don't see the lady? The lady's harder for me to see because she's like... She looks like a lady in white. A good lady in white? Neutral? Just a lady in white? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there should be like a metal band called that. Maybe there is. Maybe. When I was looking up astral projection and astral travel, there was different associated uh, Wikipedia pages for bands called astral travel and stuff like that and like astral body. So I haven't looked up Lady in White, but maybe there's like another subset of bands that you have to talk about. Because <laughs> uh, when I ask about the drum, I feel my immediate answer from my spirit guides is that it was like energy. Because when you're talking about like a snare drum, I know snare drums have the little flippy doodle thing sometimes on the top, which gives it the snare sound. And then if you flip the little um, knob on the side of the rim, it makes a different noise. So I don't know. They make me feel like it was a sort of explosion of energy that created that thing. And for me, it doesn't feel sentient. It makes me feel like it's more energetic and it was something that sort of set it off to make that movement but it was more poltergeisty since it doesn't have a sentience to it than like purposeful i agree okay i don't see the lady in white though really it's weird to me yeah i see a lady in white she has curly hair she's in like a long gown nightgown thing does she have anything to say about the house with the windows and the like turret or whatever tower is that the house that they are living in Mm-mm. okay i didn't think so they had a dream where they saw a white victorian looking house and when they would look up in one of the towers on the house that was covered in windows they would see a scary looking lady dressed all in black in their dream yes and this was their that's not this lady okay this lady's a lady in white interesting hmm. yeah i don't know about the lady in black then because i don't see anything about her Yep, I don't know. I don't know where she, why she's here, but you said that their house was haunted. There's a lady in it. Is that what the dog was barking at? The lady? Or were they do- dog barking at the poltergeist? I don't think it was barking at the lady. Mm. So. Okay. We've um, answered one question for you, KY. We can't help you with the dark lady dressed all in black. All right, number four. This story is by Wyatt A. Thank you, Wyatt, for sending in your story. And it is also titled, well, it's not the lady in white, but it's the white lady. It was just finding, having fun with dreams about white ladies. Maybe that's why I'm seeing a white lady. Ooh. Okay. Well, KY's was lady in black. Now we have the lady in white. We're going to, we're going to shift. So why it says, so pretty much when I was roughly around three or four years old, I was in this mirror maze in Sydney, Australia with one of my parents or grandparents. I was probably a bit ahead of them and ran around a corner and was face to face with this tall woman. She had bright white skin, black hair going down to the floor, eyes and mouth wide open, but they were pitch black 
with three black goo-looking streaks coming out of both eyes and straight lines and a black mist oozing out of her mouth. She had a dress and a hat which looked to be around the Victorian era and I think a bit of blood near the bottom of her crown just smeared. I remember looking up at her or it in awe, walking a bit closer before my parent or grandparent came around the corner. This was before I believed in ghosts and before I knew what they were. I mainly gained a love for the paranormal back around late 2019, early 2020. In 2022, during Easter, I was in Perth, Australia at Fremantle Prison, a haunted convict-built prison. So I assume that convicts themselves built it as punishment, but Wyatt says, I was on the night tour and the entire time I was being watched. My sister even heard tapping coming from one of the isolation cells, which had no light. It was said to be haunted by a criminal. Anyways, a bit before that happened, we were standing in the court area where convicts and criminals got punished. I turned around and she, the lady in white from the fun mirror maze, was standing no less than an arm's distance away from me. She was about chest height, still wearing everything she did when I last saw her roughly 10 to 11 years prior. Though I couldn't see her eyes, her head was lowered just enough not to see them. She had her hands behind her back, probably holding them. I never checked. She was also smiling. Whether or not it was a sinister one or friendly one, I couldn't tell, but I didn't feel like it was bad. I ran to my mom, who is a medium since birth, and who thinks I might be one too, since I've seen stuff physically and have heard stuff yell into my ears before and casually talk to me. So I told my mom about seeing her again, and she quickly got me to stop talking about it while we were still at the prison. It turns out this lady in white had been following her before I was born. She always ignores it, so she thinks it's moved onto me since I gave it attention, but I have ignored it more recently this year as of 2023, occasionally talking about her. Whenever I try to describe this lady in white, I sort of phase out a bit or get a kick or sharp pain as she doesn't like me describing her, including this. Another thing that happened in January 2023, just after the new year, was this. I was sitting on the couch in New South Wales on the south coast. I had just seen a few pop-ups of her, but nothing as clear as what I saw during Easter last year, which was seeing a shadow figure's head and neck peeking into my room with no features to determine a gender, which my mom's dog was looking at as well. Anyways, I was sitting on the couch around 10 p.m. and felt something sit on the left side of my lap and just caress my face. I had a feeling it was her, since my mom didn't acknowledge it when I told her, still having it on my lap. My sister also saw her face, but in a distorted smile and nothing in the eyes except two red dots at the glass sliding door just looking at me. Since then, nothing has really happened, but it's still just weird. I haven't been able to find out what it wants, whether it just wants attention or something else. I can never get out of it, obviously. So yeah, that's my story on her or it, and it would be cool to get some thoughts on their intentions or just opinions on the thing which my mom thinks is a demon. I wouldn't be too surprised if it was one. So yeah, have a good day or night. (laughs) I like how you're just like, have a good day or night, Wyatt. (laughs) Here's my demon lady. Have a nice day. I still see the same lady in white. Does she look like the scary thing? I don't know. Describe it again. It says that she's in a long white, like Victorian dress. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. She has long black hair that she goes all the way hair. that goes all the way to the floor, and it's straight. 
Her mm-hmm. eyes are black. There's like weird black goo coming out from her eye hole holes and blood at the bottom of her dress that's smeared. The second half is not what I see. So she's just a Victorian woman in a white dress with a hat. Yeah. Okay. And she has like shorter like shoulder length light brown hair. Is that her? I don't know. And there's something pretending to be her? Probably. Okay. What do you think? Do you think it could be like uh, her or Wyatt's mom had a bad interaction with like a human soul and since then it scared her so this weird dark thing just portrays itself as that? Is that what you think? I don't know. Last night I was adding the last two stories to the listener stories and I didn't go to bed until like one thirty. And after I got done reading the story, I had to pee. So I went to the bathroom and I was thinking about it. And I was like, I don't know if it's a demon lady, but I don't know how I feel. And the only thing that could go through my jumbled sleep deprived mind was like, maybe this entity is something from Wyatt and his mom's past lives. And for whatever reason, I just remember thinking about past lives, but I don't remember the connection that my groggy brain was making. Well, I don't know. Maybe she's like hexed or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's just weird. I feel like it is from a past life of some sort, but the reason it's related to both of you is because you and your mom have had a past life together. So that could be a hex thing, but I don't know nothing about no hexes. <laughs> Except for a fridge lemon. So that is uh, what we have to say about your story. Wyatt, I hope that helps you a little bit. Maybe us saying something will give you the clarity that you need. Sometimes that's how my mediumship works. Someone has to say something and then all of a sudden I get this dump of like, that's the answer. So I hope we could do that for you. All right. Story number five. This one is really funny. Um, I honestly don't know what to think of it because I've already read these stories, which is why I'm reading them and Emma's giving me her interpretation too. But I really just like how <laughs> uh, this person writes. So... They wrote their name as Kick O'Connor, and I feel like that's a play on words because we call you our sidekicks, and you're just, I'm Kick O'Connor. But anyways, I adore you, Kick. You know who you are. And Kick titled their story, Who Invited Abe or Lincoln Party Crasher? (laughs) You know how I feel about Abe Lincoln. I could not read it. So Kick says, sharing a birthday with a twin means sharing in the adventure. And as ours is October 22nd, so close to spooky season, we always, always held Halloween themed celebrations. Invitations were coveted by our classmates because they knew we went all out. Food, games, decorations, surprises, a guaranteed blast. We, so Kick and their twin, We're both in grammar slash primary school, so fifth or sixth grade, about 11 or 12 years old. This was circa 1965 or 66, so there was absolutely no visceral decorative gore. Can you imagine? So the person that's writing to us was five or six in 1965. I just want to talk about how I appreciate that someone is one of our sidekicks and they're just like in an older demographic, which is not uncommon, but I just, I love when our older sidekicks talk about things. It just makes me happy. I like how you're singling them out. And they know who they are. Oh, God. <laughs> and they always single themselves out, too, when they come on the Discord server or become a patron. They're like, I'm really old, so I don't know if I'm going to make any friends. And everyone else is like, come here. And this just makes me happy. Oh. <laughs> so this was circa 1965 or 66. There's 
so there was absolutely no visceral decorative gore. The farthest we went was painting the decorations with glow-in-the-dark phosphorescent paint. For this party, we devised a haunted house, our neighbor's barn, conveniently situated next door, featuring an assortment of ghosts dropping onto unsuspecting guests, a massive spider web guest walked blindly into, a toilet paper wrapped full-size mummy rigged to fall out of a barn closet, an assorted witch, bat, and hissing cat decor. decor. Success! This is literally how they write. It makes me so happy. Could you imagine being in 1965 and you're just a whole bunch of like 11 or 12 year olds making a haunted house out of your neighbor's barn? Yeah, I want to do it now. Dude, it sounds so great. I'm jelly. I wish I was friends with you when I was little. I would also be scared of doing all of these things, but it would be fun nonetheless. Cake says, partygoers returned to our house for the finale, a massive slumber party of 20 hyper-excited girls. What happened next was not in the party plan. My twin, Laurel, was briefly in our shared bedroom, accompanied by two friends, Denise and Lynn. Laurel glanced up at the front bedroom window and sees the distinct profile of the 16th president of the United States through the glass, clearly outlined by the darkness outside. Even though our house was only a single-story ranch, that particular window was elevated high off the ground. The lower portion of the window was shuttered closed, the upper part shutter-free. Lincoln was 6'4 in his stockinged feet, so the height would be a doodle for him. (laughs) Which makes me so happy. As Laurel stared in silent shock, Abe turned his head and looked directly at her. All three girls gaped at Lincoln. Cue the standard issue, freak out. At that same point in the living room where all the sleeping bags were being laid out, a simultaneous shock fest was taking place. The guests swear they witnessed a mummy looking in at them through the side window, only accessible from our backyard, which was securely fenced. A result? A mass exodus. Everyone called their parents and the guests fled. Tears and terror on our party. (laughs) Yours truly unruly was on the premises somewhere in the house, but entirely missed the floor show. Could not fathom the erupting chaos. Why is everyone leaving? This easily ranks as our most memorable shared birthday. Over to you, Twin Flames. That's what Kick has to share. So what do you think about Abe Lincoln staring at her sister and two friends through their window on their ranch home on their birthday? I don't think that was Abe Lincoln. I think that it was a human soul related to the property at some point and he was like oh we're doing a scary party i'm gonna play along Mm -hmm. i think he just looked a lot like abe lincoln yeah probably but he definitely was having fun with the shenanigans (laughs) (laughs) they tend to like to do that so i wish it was abe lincoln because when i read this i was like i really hope she saw abe lincoln and that's not at all what I got. And I was very sad about it because I, I really want it to be Abe Lincoln. Well, can you talk to Abe Lincoln? Please don't ask me to do that. Why not? Because I love Abe Lincoln. He's great. It's the same thing as like every, like as soon as I die, he's on my list of people to talk to in heaven. Well, you could talk to him now. I know, but it's not the same. I feel like it's not real. It's not fun. You know, I want to like actually like shake his hand and be like, wowee, you're tall, sir. <laughs> can you talk to him? I don't know. Okay. I don't really want to talk to you. Dude, I love Abe Lincoln. He's so cool. Okay, anyways. uh, The sixth story, if everyone is still here, I hope you're enjoying these. If you are, please feel free to comment in the comment section below if you're listening to this 
on our Meta Psychics Extra channel. And if you're listening on Spotify, if you haven't ranked us already, do that. There's a little star thingy. Hit the little five stars. That's great. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It really helps us. And if you want to share a story like this, you can do so by going down to the show notes and clicking the link to submit your scary story. Without further ado, Rosanna G. sent us in a story that is titled The Fluid Person of Light. Thank you, Rosanna, for your story. They say, I have been sensitive to paranormal things since childhood, and so are my mother and two brothers. Nevertheless, in retrospect, I am always skeptical whether something paranormal has really happened to me. Girl, same. A reoccurring theme is that something wakes me up. A few times it has happened to me that a voice whispered harshly in my ear just as I was drifting off to sleep. It almost seemed like someone was toying with me and preventing me from falling asleep, which felt mean. Which is something that people ask me a lot in like readings or email readings. They're like, I was about to fall asleep and I heard someone whisper in my ear. What is this? And Your mom. Uh, <laughs> your mom. Uh, my explanation for this is uh, when you're falling asleep and you're in that sort of dream wake consciousness, your brain is able to relax a little bit and perceive the metaphysical around you a little bit more because your ego isn't in the way. When we're dreaming, we don't really have an ego. That's why we're able to have crazy dreams. And if you're new and don't know what an ego is, it is your sociocultural understanding or perception of who you are in relation to reality. So when that sort of goes away, you're able to understand or accept information that might go against your ego because you're in this sort of dream wake consciousness. So a lot of people experience weird paranormal things like Rosanna is talking about when this happens. So Rosanna goes on to say, but two instances in recent years have been of a very different nature. Both times I was woken up from a deep sleep during the night. The first time I was sleeping in my bed in my old flat. Suddenly I woke up from a deep sleep in the middle of the night. I startled up. Within a second, I was wide awake as if someone had blown a horn next to my ear, but I hadn't heard a sound. I looked over my head and could not believe my eyes. Above the bed was the huge face of a smiling old man made of golden particles of light. He radiated a wonderful, peaceful warmth. He smiled at me and then very slowly dissolved into smaller and smaller particles until he had disappeared completely. I tried to pinch myself to find out if I was asleep. Then I examined the darkness to see if my eyes had deceived me, but I only saw darkness and nothing else. The second time I slept in my brother's house, where I grew up, I was visiting and suffering from the most horrible depression heartbreak I had ever experienced. My boyfriend, who I had been with for eight years, had broken up with me a few weeks before, and I could hardly bear the physical and emotional pain I was feeling. I was sleeping on the couch in my brother's living room, when, once again, I suddenly woke up from a deep sleep in the middle of the night. A few steps away from me, I saw a very tall figure of light looking towards the window. The light of the moon was bright and shone in towards the window, and it seemed as if the figure was floating very slowly towards the moonlight. I squinted my eyes. The figure was made of what looked like liquid bright light. At its back, it had what looked like folded wings. I almost had to giggle when I recognized it. The whole scene was peaceful and quiet. Then I fell asleep again. When I woke up from sleep after that night, it felt like some of my devastation and heartache had been taken away from me. It wasn't taken completely, but the part of it that was too unbearable was gone. 
Afterwards, I told my brother that I had seen an angel because it looked so much like it. I almost had to laugh because I'm not religious and I wasn't sure what I'd actually seen. I just know that they were benevolent and loving. Can you help me identify what I saw? I'm a huge fan of your podcast and videos and wish you all the best and hope you will continue sharing your amazing journey with us. Rosanna. Thanks, Rosanna. Um, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I have to read it again. <laughs> I think that you saw an angel, Rosanna. <laughs> That's my opinion. I've had a couple experiences with people who believe that they've seen angels, and every time that I've they've told me the story like you have, I'm like, that's solid. <laughs> Angels work in very different ways. And just because you have an interaction with an angel doesn't mean they have to be like an archangel or someone that you know or has been talked about. An angel is an angel. Just because they're not ones that you know about doesn't mean that they aren't What do there. they look like to you? Me? Yeah. Well, they blonde? No, they can come in all different No, the things. one that she saw. I don't necessarily see them with hair. I see them more of just a face and an outline from the side profile. Interesting. I see a blonde woman. But that might be your spirit guide because I feel like a man came forward. I don't know. That's why I needed to read it again. Oh, okay. Because I uh, thought that the man that she saw when she was, or the person of light, liquid light, bright light at her brother's house was a man as well. Yeah, so that's why I'm confused. Are you talking about my spirit guy that has the hawk wings? No. Oh. There's this lady that's like all white and then she has golden blonde hair that's girly. But I don't know if that's a spirit guide telling me about what she saw because it feels like who she saw was masculine. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. Either way, I feel like you did have interactions with angels, which yep. I think is... Beautiful and lovely. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Rosanna. Did you like our listener stories? If you did, you can participate by sharing your own listener stories as well. I know in our podcast before this, we talked about astral projection. And if you want to send your stories about astral projection in, you can too. Because I wanted to make a listener story just on people's experiences with that and have them and I talk about it. But if you also want to send stories about angels... Dude, I'm all about that as well. Those are always some great stories. And they're pretty happy too. I'm always good for a change of pace where things aren't always scary. So if you like content like this, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, do whatever it is that you do with podcasts. And we'll see you in the next one. We are your meta sa kicks.